Hello, this is Dr. Shiva. Welcome to our podcast, Get Educated or Be Enslaved. Episode 1109, air date September 20th, 2022. <laughs> Hello, everyone. It's Dr. Shiva Ayadure. Good morning. Um, as I mentioned, each morning's uh, we're on a schedule. We're going to be doing, as we say, a daily news series where we're going to cover a news item of the day, but give it a systems perspective. So today's uh, news item is a Fed rate hike that's coming. There was a, actually a Fed rate hike that took place, but there's another one coming. But we're going to explain this uh, from a systems approach. Um, a lot of people hear about the economy. Um, but I think very few people really understand what these things actually mean. What is a Fed rate hike, which means the interest rate hike? So my intention is, in a very simple way, through a, 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 a simple diagram, I'm going to share with you the system's dynamics. And the goal is that you can share this with all your friends and you can help everyone understand what's really going on. And so that's what we're going to be talking about today. But it's really going to be about the Fed rate hike. And the title is the systems dynamics explained. That's what we're gonna talk about. As we go into this, let me just bring up a couple of um, slides here. The way to think about this is the brake and pedal analogy, okay? Everyone in there, if you, if you drive a car, if you don't have a car, but uh, if you even drive a bicycle, uh, you know, the pedal is a thing that, the accelerator is a thing that moves you forward, gives you, um, you know, acceleration and the ability to move. And the brake is the thing that slows things down. So we'll come back to this, but this is the analogy you want to think about, a brake and a pedal. Now, the theory is that you have an economy, um, a capitalist economy like we have, and it's driven by market forces where people are supposed to go out there and they just do their thing, right? Well, um, people found out that capitalism has its some fundamental problems. So they thought it should just be this free market economy. Well, starting in the 1920s in the United States, when this crash took place, um, we went into this model called Keynesian economics. Basically, it means government's going to intervene. There is no real capitalism, okay? So it's a simple way of putting it. And when the government intervenes, um, they're going to use the manipulation of interest rates to modulate the economy using this brake and pedal analogy that I just went through, right? So the theory is that the Federal Reserve um, will manipulate interest rates, you know, sometimes put on the gas, sometimes put on the accelerator, I'm sorry, sorry, sometimes put on the gas, sometimes put on the brake to create a stable economy, okay? That's the theory. So I just wanna teach you from the establishment standpoint what this means. So you get at least a very, very basic understanding. So when you hear this stuff on the news, you know what's going on. Because I would say 95% of working people um, don't have the chance to really understand this. And it's really, really important that people understand this. Before I go into that, everyone knows that we have a ticker on the bottom called truthfreedomhealth.com. Our goal is to train all of you guys in the science of systems so you can become your own gurus, your own people to be able to understand these systems. To, if you go to vashiva.com, um, 
you'll understand my background and where we're actually coming from. But specifically, when we teach at Truth, Freedom and Health, the interconnection between freedom, which means a movement of information, matter and energy or freedom, the ability to share stuff openly, to speak freely and the interconnection between this and truth. With freedom, we can practice a scientific method and we can come to truth. And when you have both of these things, you get to health. And with health, you can actually fight for freedom and truth. So they're all interconnected. Um, I want to play a quick video here that'll give you sort of the importance of the systems approach and um, what this really means. And I'll come right back. But today, to everyone listening, we're going to be talking about the Fed rate hike and what this means. Welcome to VA Shiva. VA Shiva is a product of my journey across East and West, science and tradition, ancient and modern, that brings you the science of systems so you can become a force for truth, freedom, health. VA Shiva is a platform of revolutionary education, community building, and weaponry for unleashing local activism. My journey to VA Shiva begins in the chaos of Bombay, where I experienced diverse religions, languages, castes, and in a small village that had no running water, no electricity, where my grandmother, a poor village farmer, practiced Siddha, an ancient system of Indian medicine over 10,000 years old. She observed one's face, the art of Samudrika Lakshanam, to understand a body's unique constitution, allowing her to deliver the right medicine for the right person at the right time. Watching my grandmother heal others, I was inspired to study medicine, but I was also aware of the corrupt caste system of India, which denigrated a human being, where my family were considered low caste untouchables, where one's birth determined one's destiny. The grit and determination of my mother and father led them to get educated and to come to America, a one in a trillion event. Their actions inspired me to work hard and excel. While in ninth grade, I attended New York University in a computer science program, and subsequently at the age of 14, was given a full-time job as a research fellow at what is now known as Rutgers Medical School in the heart of Newark, New Jersey. There I investigated the system of sleep using mathematics, computer science, and biology for sudden infant death syndrome. It was there in Newark where I invented email when I was the first to convert every feature of the physical, paper-based inner office mail system, including inbox, outbox, memo, carbon copy, blind carbon copy, attachments, into its electronic equivalent a system which I named email, a term that I was the first to coin. On August 30th, 1982, I was awarded the first U.S. copyright for the invention of this system, recognizing me as the inventor of email. At that time, copyright was the only way to protect software inventions. I went on to MIT where I earned four degrees across multiple systems of engineering, electrical, mechanical, design, biological. That training led me to invent many other systems for advancing humankind. Echomail, the world's first intelligent email management system. Cytosol, a computational biology system for eliminating animal testing to discover new medicines faster, cheaper, and safer. And to the creation of a whole systems methodology for certifying clean food. These innovations led me back on a Fulbright to India where I discovered the missing link between Eastern medicine and Western systems theory honoring my grandmother to develop your body your system a powerful tool that will help you understand how your body is a system and how the inputs of food supplements and exercise bring your body back to its natural system state and systems health an integrative educational discipline that is now integrated into the VA Shiva platform that will enable you to learn the science of systems the science of everything 
be it your body as a system or our society and politics as a system, to reveal the foundational interrelationships between truth, freedom, health. Now is the time for you to be the light. Learn the science of systems, build community, and weaponize yourself to unleash the activism necessary to deliver truth, freedom, health in your local community. Welcome to VA Shiva. All right, everyone, I hope that gave you an idea of the importance of my own personal journey to system science, but it is system science that everyone should learn. And we've put that together in a format at truthfreedomandhealth.com. We've created a system that you can learn system science, which includes the course, which includes a community, which includes activism. So please go uh, learn that. The other thing is every Thursday, this Thursday at 11 a.m. and at 8 p.m., we have an open house orientation and everyone's... Um, invited to come there. There's no cost or anything. You simply RSVP at bashiva.com slash orientation. So please take advantage of that. But fundamentally, it is the knowledge of systems that's going to get us beyond left and right, you know, beyond pro and anti to really see things as they are. Otherwise, you're going to be bamboozled all day long. And as many of you know, I spend most of my time in working to raise people's consciousness by being a catalyst by providing these educational courses and materials. But the rest is really up to everyone else. Um, I can at best just sort of provide the educational environment. So let's go back to what I was saying. Uh, and by the way, one important point, when you go to truthfreedomhealth.com, everything we do is based on contributions. If you, you go there and you contribute, it's your contributions that support all the information and research we do. If you contribute a hundred or more, you get all of these amazing gifts. We don't want to take anything without giving. So go to truthfreedomhealth.com or vashiva.com slash join, and you'll get all these different gifts. You'll get books, you'll get the courses, um, you'll get access to a tool called Your Body, Your System. Many, many things. It's all for you on your journey to systems. If you can't, don't want to contribute 100 or more, if you can do 25 to 99, you still get a bunch of gifts. You get six different gifts. They're still very valuable that'll support your education. Those of you who don't want to contribute anything, we still want to be generous and give you a bunch of gifts. So please um, support yourself. Now let's talk about, so today's talk is about the Fed rate hike, and you're going to learn the system dynamics, how interest rates affect the economy. Okay. So let's talk about that. So as I mentioned at the beginning of this, the, you can think about the analogy, you're driving your car, you have the accelerator or the gas. Okay. Accelerator or the gas. I'm going to use that analogy to really explain to you how this entire um, concept of interest rates works. And right now, as many of you know, the Fed, um, in this, and we're talking about the United States, but it has global impact. The Fed has actually did one rate increase, interest rate increase, and they're planning on doing another one. And obviously, um, there's been a lot of doomsday scenarios saying that this is going to crash the economy, uh, stocks will plummet etc. So I want to share with you all um, the fundamentals so you can start at least having an understanding of this. So in order to do this, I'm going to go back to my drawing. Sometimes uh, drawing is the best way to do this. So I'm going to right over here, go to the drawing here so everyone can see this. Let me see here. Yeah. 
So if you go here, I'm going to do the drawing here so you understand. So first of all, let's think about it this way. There is a, let's over here on the left side, put your break, okay? So let's say this is the brake. You're driving your car. And over here, let's say is your gas or the accelerator, okay? Accelerator, okay? So what you want to think about is um, the economy, uh, the, 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 you know, the establishment has said that because of the coronavirus epidemic, right, quote unquote, pandemic, that they had to accelerate, press the accelerator to, to, to boost the economy. So what do they do? They put out a lot of money. Trump printed about $6.9 trillion. The same thing occurred under Obama. Obama printed about $8 trillion over two terms. Trump printed about $6.9 trillion to stimulate the economy. And Biden has put in about $2 trillion. So they put money out there and they kept the interest rates, interest rates low. So that was the gas, okay? So, um, so in this case, what did that, uh, what did lowering interest rates do? So let's follow this very carefully here. So when you lower interest rates, that's literally like the gasoline, okay? So lower interest rates. So what does lower interest rates do? So we're gonna lower the interest rates. Let's put this by this nice big dashed arrow here so everyone gets it. So, so first thing, gas in the economy is when you're lowering the interest rates. And that's what was done for a while now. And we stimulated it, right? What does lowering interest rates do? Well, lowering interest rates does, a, uh, one of the most important things it does is the following. It, it affects consumer spending, okay? Which means what you do in going and buying gifts for your friends, right? Uh, going Christmas shopping, right? Or whatever. And what it does to the consumer spending is when you lower interest rates, you take out your credit card, and you'll start using it. So it increases consumer spending, okay? So now you increase consumer spending. But it also will inversely do something else, which it'll lower personal savings because you go into your savings and you, you start spending, right? So that's a phenomenon that happens. So personal savings come down, okay? So lowering interest rates also affects your personal savings it incre increases consumer spending. But the other thing that also happens is people will also increase investment in their companies, okay? Investment in companies. You know, you'll buy more equipment, right? You say, okay, I can get it at a better rate. Um, you know, you'll buy equipment, cars, whatever you need. So these are the three things that you can see happens when you lower interest rates, okay? You, consumer spending goes up, personal savings go down, and investment in companies um, increases. And what does this lead to? Well, this leads to one of the fundamentals in economics called demand, okay, demand, okay? Because that means now you have demand for goods. So all of these things combined together will increase demand, okay? So you'll see demand go up. 
And this is what happened during this quote unquote pandemic, right? We had lower interest rates. And on top of this, a lot of government stimulus money went in. So people had a lot of cash, consumer spending went up, personal savings went down, investment in companies went up and demand for goods went up. While this demand for goods was going up, let's not forget something else interesting occurred. There were supply chain issues. So demand is going up and because of the quote unquote pandemic, there was not enough supply, all right? So what, what that did was that really, um, oops, sorry, wrong one. So this, this increased demand for goods, okay? And so when you have increased demand for goods and let's follow this all the way through and you don't have enough supply, which was ex accentuated in this case, what happened here? The inflation, which is really inflation, which is really the price of goods, price of goods went up, okay? So inflation went up because we didn't have enough supply and there was demand, okay? So think about what happened here. There was not enough, there was not enough supply because of the quote unquote pandemic and there was increase in uh, demand because of the low interest rate, because of all the money out there. So it's quite a very interesting phenomenon. It was sort of a superposition of two things, the quote unquote pandemic, reduced supply, and there was massive demand. All right. So that's where you get this. So um, we had the, there was an acceleration, the gas was hit. And so you had and that's where we are right now. We are heading into massive inflation, okay? And this is because, and also all of this was because, because of modern monetary theory, there was lots of money that went into the economy that was printed, okay? Double quotes printed, okay? So all of this occurred there. So now the, uh, the Fed which is supposed to, quote unquote, stabilize the capitalist system is saying, shit, we have a problem. So we have to correct this. So they want to now put the brakes on. And the goal of putting the brakes on is to reduce demand, as you'll see. So how does that happen? So let's go to the simple diagram, which everyone can use to explain to their friends this gas and pedal analogy. So what the break here is the Fed comes along and they say, OK, so if the gas is lowering interest rate, what is the break? The break is, let's put right here, the break is increasing interest rate, right? So increase interest rate. And so, you know, they gave a little bit of breaking a couple of months ago. That was enough. And they're predicting, I think, this week or next week, there's going to be a further increase in the interest rate. So increase interest rate. So that's really the break. Okay. And I call it the break because you'll see why, because it reduces demand. So how does it do that? Well, one of the things it does is over here. Now, if you put consumer spending again, what it does here is 
we'll see here is it will, in this case, we will lower consumer spending, right? Consumer spending now goes down. Everyone get that? You increase interest rates, you're not going to put stuff on your credit card. It's going to be too expensive. So your consumer spreading uh, spending goes down. By the way, uh, hello, Luce. Uh, great to have you. Uh, uh, Philippines, Carmen, very nice to have you. Good to have you. Um, uh, and someone here says, Nicole Marie says, can't forget all the warehouses and factories burning down. Yep, that's another reason that we don't have enough supply. So demand goes up. Um, thank you. Thank you for your comments. So anyway, so consumer spending, when you increase interest rate, goes down, right? And then guess what happens when you increase interest rate? Something else happens, which is the opposite, that people's savings now, let's put savings here, their personal savings will theoretically go up, okay? Because now they're saving more money, okay? And then the investment in companies, companies, if they were going to buy some new equipment, companies, guess what? So this, this investment in companies is going to come down. So get that in there. Okay. So those are the three effects that occurs. You, 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 I'm sorry, did this the wrong way. Went to say increase interest rates here. The arrow should be going up. Sorry. So we increase interest rates. All right. Not lower. Increase interest rates. The arrow goes up. Savings goes up. Consumer spending comes down and investment in companies goes down, which means investment in companies, stock market, right? People start pulling their money out of the stock market. They save their money and consumer spending goes down. All right. Maria Canistra says, uh, come join the open house this Thursday. Yep. Thanks, Maria. Again, every Thursday, you can RSVP and join the open house. So what does this do to demand? Well, all these three events, right? What do they do to demand? They do something fascinating, which is actually logical. They lower demand. So demand goes down. So this is why I say they're putting the brakes, right? They don't have enough supply. So the idea the Fed is saying is we're going to lower demand for goods by putting on the brake, which is increasing interest rate. People start saving more that won't spend as much. Um, and um, you're, you're going to have investment companies. Now, the danger in doing this, what are the side effects of doing this? In this case, inflation is going up. But in this case, um, in order to lower inflation, what the what could happen here, there's a number of things that could happen here. And we'll look at that. What are the things that could happen here? Okay. What are the things that could happen here? Well, one of the things that could happen here is, is the following. Is that, I'm not sure who this is. I'm going to have to block them temporarily. Okay. All right. So one of the things that happens here when you, when the demands for, when demand goes down, a couple of things can occur. Well, now companies, when demand is down, right? When you have less demand, you're hoping that the supply that's out there 
people can catch up, but you're also creating the condition that this could happen, right? Let's go back to this, that you could have one unemployment, right? Or employment, right? Goes down, right? Employment goes down, which means unemployment increases, but employment goes down. All right, that's one side effect. The other thing is people start producing less because you don't have enough people now, right? Because companies are not getting stuff. So produ production, producing less goods. So this also goes down, right? People are getting, now more people are unemployed and the overall gross domestic product GDP, okay, will also come down. So you have a lot of different effects that can occur from putting on the brake. The Fed's, the Fed's logic in putting on the brake is we don't have enough supply. There's too much demand. When you have high demand, not enough supply, prices go up, you get inflation. And to control inflation, we're going to put on the, the, the breaks. Um, someone, Nicole Moore said, lots of union worker layoffs. Exactly. And that, um, Nicole, is directly a result of when you put on the breaks, you're going to have un uh, employment go down, which means unemployment goes up. Okay. So these are the side effects that are likely to occur. And this is why we've had one breaking. It wasn't enough. So the Fed is now doing another breaking. And you have, you know, some experts saying that this is going to result, particularly in when investment goes down in companies, the stock market is going to have a significant decline. All right. Some people are saying another 20% decline. All right. So that's the point here. Now, what will it do to, um, so if the U.S. GDP, so this is, let's say this is the United States. So if the United States GDP goes down, what are the effects that it's going to have. What are the effects that it's going to have? All right. Um, well, uh, remember what the important thing to recognize here, if the US GDP goes down, right, it's going to have a lot of effect all over the world. Okay. Because what it's going to do, let me come back. It's going to do the following, right? Because if the US GDP goes down, the the gross domestic product, which means um, the economy here is slowing down, we're going to have people in the U.S. are going to basically not be buying as many goods, which means we're not going to be import. Imports are also going to go down. Well, where does the United States get most of its imports? Europe and China. So the exports out of the European Union is going to go down. And we already know the European Union with the war in Ukraine and Russia is already being hit pretty hard. And that means that GDP of the European Union is going to go down, right? And that would, will mean that if their GDP goes down, the people in Europe, demand is also going to go down uh, for, your, for goods within Europe. And that means the imports into Europe are going to go down, which will mean that'll affect China, which means the exports out of China are going to go down, the GDP in China will go down and the demand for goods in China 
um, also go down. And this becomes an economic decline that spreads around the world. So because and this is the main reason is because the U.S. is a $22 trillion economy, right? Think about that. China's around a $10 trillion economy. India's around $3 trillion. So whichever way the United States moves does affect the world economy. So again, let me summarize this diagram so everyone gets it. Um, Lazarus Landscaping says, yeah, I'm on Truth Social. I should probably do more, get up there and do more activity. I am on there. Uh, Joseph Dunphy says crime would also go up, okay? Um Nicole says, do you have an insight onto the EU and energy costs? Why are they so high? Yes, Nicole, it has a lot to do with what's going on with Russia. I'll do a whole segment on it tomorrow. Thanks for reminding me. But anyway, to summarize, think about, again, to your friends, because I want you guys to be able to educate people on this. Think about the brake and pedal analogy. And when you want to educate your friends and family about this, just say, hey, look, Dr. Shiva gave me this really cool diagram. Let me walk you through it. You have the brake and the gas when you want to accelerate the economy. What the, This is a Fed's approach, by the way. I don't believe this is the right way to grow economies, but this is their approach. They pumped a lot of money in, right? Printed money. Trump did this. Obama did this. Biden. All three left and right did this. So don't think Trump was better or Obama was better or Biden is better, okay? This lowers the interest rate. When you lower the interest rate, people go spend. They deplete their savings and investment goes into companies. More money went into the stock market. Demands for goods went up, but we were having a quote unquote pandemic when there was not enough supply. So that means inflation hits because we have the price of goods goes up. Okay. So therefore, the Fed is coming and saying, we're going to increase rates. They increase the rate once it didn't work. They're pressing the brake even harder. And the goal is how do you break? You increase interest rates. Immediately, consumers stop spending, savings go up and investment in companies comes down. This res results in less demand for goods. GDP will likely go down, will start producing less, and employment will go down. There you go. So that is a system dynamics of what the Fed rate hike will do. And I just want to emphasize to all, so I think we took about 10, 15 minutes. So when you take this systems approach, you can literally see all of it in one shot. And I want to encourage all of you to really understand system science, go to truthfreedomhealth.com and you will understand the interconnection between truth, freedom, and health. Um, every Thursdays at 11 a.m. and 8 p.m., we have our orientation and you're all welcome to come there. And that was a Fed rate hike, okay? And I'll end with this little video that will share with you all the amazing things and tools that you get when you become a truth, freedom, and health warrior. Uh, look forward to seeing you. I'll probably be doing a health video later this afternoon. Be well, be the light. Thank you. Hello, this is Dr. Shiva Ayadure. Welcome to VA Shiva, the platform of education, technology, and activism, so you may raise your consciousness to win the truth, freedom, and health you need to create the future you deserve. The VA Shiva platform provides its truth, freedom, health warrior scholars the following three capabilities. Number one, an ultimate education that is based on the science of systems. Number two, technologies to empower you to take charge of your health, as well as social media tools, independent of big tech, so you can connect with other incredible truth, freedom, health warrior scholars equally 
truly dedicated like you to winning truth, freedom, and health. Three, instruments for activism so you become a beacon of light in your online and offline community to educate others, growth, and advancement. VA Shiva provides you the foundations of the science of systems, the ultimate education. The science of systems provides you the missing fundamental scientific knowledge to understand every system in and around you. The science of systems will enable you to uncover the real problem and real solution in any situation and on any issue. Concerning the educational component, first you will receive direct access to me to learn the science of systems in my three-hour live private online group class that I run every week. Second, you will have access to archive lectures so you can continue your education independent of me. Third, you can test your proficiency in learning the fundamental principles and get a formal certification for the foundations of systems. Independent of this classroom education, you will receive also four important books. The first book is the best-selling classic Systems and Revolution from which you can learn all of these concepts and more. The second book is The Science of Everything that will educate you on how the science of systems is the foundational knowledge of every system in the universe. The third book, Your Body, Your System, focuses on how to understand the interplay of these systems within your own body. And then the fourth book, Your System, Your Life, will help you apply these principles to other aspects of your life, such as running a business, understanding relationships, and more. Beyond the curriculum and books, the second capability is the technologies that you will be afforded. One of them is a powerful Your Body, Your System software, which is an online laboratory where you can use your body as a system to further deepen your understanding of the science of systems. The tool allows you to understand what kind of system you are. Is your system on course or is it off course? And how the inputs of food, supplements, herbs, activities such as sleep, yoga, meditation, exercise can affect your body to bring it back on course. Finally, to support your education, I've also included a seminal scientific paper that I wrote which will help you understand that the knowledge of systems it does not only originate in the modern world starting in the 1920s and 30s, but it actually dates back 10 to 20,000 years and intersects directly with the foundations of Eastern systems of medicine. In addition to this, you will also get two scientific papers sharing how the science of systems can also be used to apply to understanding how food is medicine. One paper exposes turmeric from the molecular systems level and how it affects your body. The other paper explores ginger and how that affects your body. That's just the educational piece. As you raise your consciousness through this education, you will likely want to connect with other Truth Freedom Health Warrior Scholars in an environment where you can connect and build community. To support that, I've also created two powerful social media tools. One of them is a VA Shiva forum. Here you can start discussions, you can pose questions and meet others and have healthy debates. The other is VA Shiva Social, where you can create your own profile, your own presence, like other major social media tools. However, it is independent of big tech. You can use VA Shiva Social to interconnect with your fellow Truth Freedom Health Warrior Scholars and build community. Beyond the education capability and the social media capability, the platform also enables you to take action by disseminating your knowledge on the ground and into your local online and offline communities. Powerful educational cards and research are included so you can pass these cards to your friends and neighbors that provide them summarized content which further directs them to online research and education. In addition to this, the activism component also provides you many, many short one-minute educational video content, memes, and text allowing you to quickly craft messages for your Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, TikTok, and other pages so you can deliver content to educate others and drive them to longer educational posts on VA Shiva. VA Shiva is fundamentally an enabling platform for you to get the truth, freedom, and health you deserve through education, technology, and activism. I hope you become a truth, freedom, and health warrior scholar today. Thank you. All right, everyone. 
I hope this uh, talk was valuable today. Be well. Again, this was the Fed rate hike and the system dynamics. Be well. Have a good morning, good evening, wherever you are. Thank you. Thank you.